Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the jazz queen. Hello and welcome to the evening edition of Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to join me in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Isaac Bird's picture. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. I am joined this evening by trumpeter Isaac Bird Jr. He has a new release coming up um, called Come Fly With Me. Welcome back, Isaac. Hey, thank you for having me on again. Uh, glad to be back. Glad to be hey. doing some new music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for your new music. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. listeners, be, as I said, he has a CD coming up. When you, do you expect the release date? All right. So, this is hot off the press. <laughs> but the um, <laughs> the release date for the whole album is going to be July 17th. Okay. All right. So it's called Come Fly With Me, and I only have the title track. Um, so we'll have a sneak peek of the CD, and I'll play the title track in just a moment. But, Isaac, um, let's talk about this CD, the inspiration behind it, and uh, what you can tell me in terms of artists working on it. Sure. Um, so the inspiration on this album, obviously, um, well, um, if you if you if you guys have followed me at all, but my last album <clears throat> really was um, was called Life, and that was you know um, about the, basically a transitional portion of my life, and um, mm-hmm. with uh, going through job losses and getting back in the corporate world and falling in love again, going through all you know a previous divorce and all. So it was a really big, very, very um, emotional, you know, and then, you know, just kind of writing about things that I see in the news and stuff like that. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a big deal. Um, and so this, this album's inspiration is just being on the other side of that and it's just about, about my life and having a party, you know. I love, you know, and it's about um, I love to enjoy life. Um, that is one of my biggest things is, is to enjoy every day, and that's what this whole record is about. You're going to hear a lot of fun, up-tempo, just, you know, you, you, it's going to be a lot of great riding and, and party kind of music. So that's where this album's inspiration came from. All righty. And who, if you can, tell us who's on this CD with you. I can tell you. I, I am going to tell you. So I um, have some some awesome some awesome uh, opportunities, and you know, it's just I, I am you know humbled by anyone that will join me on this album. But um, so I have several. Uh, so I've uh, you know Mr. Blair Bryant. He was actually just on here uh, talking about his music uh, bassist out of uh, out of Kansas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So he's on the album. I also uh, got a, uh, another great, great friend of mine. It's one of you know, 
It's my uh, Italian brother, I, I would say, and that's Will Donato. He's going to be on the album, and that's going to be fun um, having him on here. Also, I have um, a young up-and-coming uh, artist, guitarist, that's going to be um, coming out hopefully sometime, and his name is Willie Moore Third is on the album. He's here locally in the area, my Jacksonville, Florida area, but he's a definitely rising individual that we'll be looking forward to. Um, then I also have uh, um, really, really one of my close, close friends, David P. Stevens, and yeah, on the album, okay. we, yeah, so it's, uh, like, so this album's shaping up really good, and then we co-wrote a song, and it's also going to be um, featuring, we got a new song, as a song that David P. Stevens and I co-produced together, and Marcus Anderson is the uh, person on that featured on that one so um which is one of my good friends too you know uh come to a like i've made a lot of friends over the years and marcus came in and really uh added some great inspiration to the album as well and last but not least but probably the most honorable situation and humbling was to hear someone that you've been or play with someone and collaborate with someone that I've been listening to since I was a child. And, you know, Mr. Jamaica Funk himself, Tom Brown, and I collaborated on a song that I, um, that I wrote called Charm City Funk. And it is definitely every bit of Charm City in the area of, of the D.C., Maryland, Virginia that I come from. It's a go-go funk song that I wrote, and I, I, know I'm, I'm, I can't wait for people to hear it because it's, it's going to be amazing. So... Um, it was really honored to work with him. We had a we had fun in the studio. It was great. So that's about it. About it on the on the collaborations. Wow! Now I am really happy to hear that you have Blair Bryant on here. I am such a fan of his music, and he's so talented. Yeah. Yes, he is super talented. I, I had fun working with him, and uh, we had met <clears throat> back at Nam um, earlier this year in January out in L.A. And um, we, we, you know, connected or whatever, and it just worked out, and it was fun. It was just a fun time to work with him on on the song. So I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to love it. He, he's, a, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Totally agree. Wow. I am happy. I'm so happy about that. You are, you are in good company here um, with these artists. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I can't wait to hear this. A full CD. Now, you said the uh, Willie, is his last name Moore? Yes, the third. Mm-hmm. Moore. Okay, the third. I just want to make sure I have the names right. All righty. Oh, All right. this sounds like a really good uh, 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 CD, Isaac. I'm really excited. I think it is. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm excited. I, it's my best work ever all this, thus far. I really have put a lot of put a lot of effort in, in writing and producing and you know this 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 particular record is I'm I'm, I'm not pull, I'm pulling out every all the stops I guess I should say mm-hmm. um, with uh, being a musician as an artist myself personally um, <clears throat> a lot of people not knowing me or I know when we did the last interview I was you know people kind of finding out that I was a multi-instrumentalist and so on this mm-hmm. album you are really going to find out that very much especially all, like on the single you know um, 
I played everything on there except for the guitar part, which was David P. Stevens on guitar. Wow, so, really? Yeah. Okay. So All right. That's so cool. All right, let me welcome to the chat room, Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, good to see you this evening. I'm glad you can join us. So now, uh, Isaac, before the show, I was asking you, uh, or actually you mentioned um, cover songs. Uh, how many cover yes. songs are in the CD? I am doing two cover songs on the album. Okay. And you also mentioned something about licensing um, cover songs, which having done this show for almost 10 years, a question I have never asked an artist. So I'm asking you, what is the process of licensing a cover song? Okay. Uh, There's two different ways this can can happen. Now, um, on my first album, I did a remake of um, actually three songs on that album. I did uh, Living for the Love of You, which is made famous by the Isley Brothers, Uh, Say Yes, which is made famous by Floetry, which was written by Marsha Ambrosius. And then I also did uh, the other song that I did was Feel So Good, which was by Chuck Mangione. Um, Now, that was on my first album, and so I can pull from that because it's not much different than a change. And I'll show you the difference in what can happen with Chuck Mangione. He had his he has his own publishing um, and licensing area. So his attorney, um, I contacted his his people and spoke with him. And then his attorney, he had to give me approval to do the do it do the song. He felt it was I was you know he he would release it to me as long as I wasn't you know some you know actually the the words to me really was. As long as I wasn't some, you know, sampling hip hop artist that was trying to like knock it off, you know, it was um. kind of he really wanted to he wanted to be pure to the to the, what it was. So uh, once that happened, his attorney wrote up a, you know, wrote it all up and and then we got that whole licensing thing done that way. Now the other people, which is the most common way, is you go through the what we call the Harry Fox agency. Harry Fox Agency handles the licensing and publishing or pub or or licensing for most almost every artist, just about at least the major artists that you know for the most part. And that's all actually done electronically now. It's not like you gotta get in touch with people. So um for the songs that I'm doing um now, but I know when I did Living for the Love of You, that's how I got that, you know, and, and also say yes, that's how I got that same thing. You went on Harry Fox Agency's website <clears throat> and then you, you go in and you request a license, you pay a fee for that, and then you pay for the royalty cost based upon whatever the royalty um, standard cost is based on the amount of the sales that you are projecting. Um, now, I made the first mistake the first time <laughs> is I got too much out the gate because it, it gets costly or can get costly if you don't make the right. So my best increment thing is to say, you know, don't do too much out the front because you don't want to overextend your budget from a mm-hmm. budgeting perspective. And I, obviously you would have to determine that based upon whatever the, the standard copywriting cost is at, at that particular time for that particular song. You want to make sure you, you don't put yourself in a position where you're spending thousands of dollars for something that you don't necessarily need at that point because you may not, you're not guaranteed those sales yet. Because um, in the old days, I guess the older days, previously, <clears throat> people would have you would have to have someone, you know, all over top of the publishing, and you know, someone in your if you had in your team to make sure that you're not doing it, so you're not being sued. 
so they're paying those copyright, you know, paying those that publishing, paying the, the royalties. So this way now it's done up front. You say, oh, I'm going to sell 100 digital of those. You pay this amount of money based upon whatever the, the rate is, and then you pay that up front. So nobody has to worry about coming after you. You don't have to worry about it. The headache is, is dealt with up front, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's how okay. It works. So for the Chuck Mangione track, once you finish the track, do you have to send it back to the attorney and our Chuck for approval? Um, if I remember correctly, I did. I just sent it to him out of respect, and then I ended up meeting him when he came down to Jacksonville because he was coming down for the Jazz Festival at that point, and then we ended up meeting and stuff like that. But you don't have to unless they request it um, for approval. But I, I did just to make sure that it was you know good enough for what he wanted. And so, um, that, I think that's more of an more of an artist or or a, a that that can be something that maybe a stipulation if they put it in the contract of the mm-hmm. of the licensing they're here before it's put out there. But most people don't really do that. I mean, I don't see anybody really doing that unless they are just really concerned that you're, you know, it, it's not that it's it's pretty easy for licensing now. It's just not it's. Most artists aren't aren't that well involved anymore, quite honestly, because of Harry Fox. It kind of made it as a, a centralized licensing thing. So pretty much, okay. If you want to, if you want to do a song, you pay for it and you pay for it, and okay, it's, it's licensed. So Ali has a question in the chat room. <clears throat> Excuse sure. me, and I almost had the uh, the same question as well, Ali. He wanted to know what if you sold more. Of that track, do you have to pay more? Yes. <clears throat> so what happens is oh. this is why I said, said out the gate. If you if you feel like you're gonna sell, I don't know. Let's say you feel like out the out out the your 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 single or your album comes out, and you feel like you're gonna jump out and sell two hundred out the out off you know digitally. Let's just. Let's just start with digital because digital and physical, these are whole, to, two totally different things. But let's just go with that because that's the most common way right now because people don't all buy CDs anymore um, mm-hmm. as much, or at least as much unless you're at a live show. But let's just say you, you're just projecting you're going to sell 200 of them digitally, which can be tracked via iTunes, Amazon, all those things. So if you do that, you pay whatever that 200 rate is, but if somehow – you know, in the graces of what happened, you get so popular, you even sold 300. Well, you got to make up the $100, those 100 sold difference. And you, so you need, when that 200 is over, your license is done for that period ah, because okay. you've already outsold that license. So you got to go back and re-up the license to sell more than what you projected because you, cause, so that you are not in any possible, because it can be tracked. This is, you know, these songs can be tracked on how much you sold digitally. So what happens is you go back and say, you know what, I've, you know, oh, I sold this much. Now i got to go back. So the more you sell, the more you, you have to pay because you have to pay the licensing, the, the royalties for that. You've got to pay the royalties for whoever wrote it. So that's wow. anybody. That's, it's just like any song that's used on a, on a TV show. Like if, if someone wanted to license one of my songs to use on a, on a TV show, they would have to pay me the rating for that 
and however, mm-hmm. you know, and how many ever times it's been, you know, if it's in syndication, I mean, it, it, I mean, it can get really, really nitty gritty as you get down to this stuff. And a lot of that stuff is done with attorneys. But the point is, the royalties thing, you know, that that was, you know, you know, put in by our government. You know, the copyright laws were, you know, mm-hmm. put in into, it's, it's, you know, the Library of Congress and all that. So those things, kind of, they they've made up the standards of what it is, and so. You know, we saw just a few years ago how that how that works in the sense from not doing it the right way, and you know, um, we saw Robin Thicke go through that problem. You know, yes, in the yes. industry with that not being done correctly. That's how bad it can be. You can be on the chopping block, and you made millions of dollars off of something, and you didn't do if, in sampling and and being authentic and. And you got to be careful. You just got to be careful. So just do it the right way, so you don't end up in the in the court. And so you're basically guesstimating how many songs you're going to sell. What happens if you sell less? Do you get a refund? Do you get the difference back? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but I, I, I was just curious because you'll get your money this is, back. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, you don't get your money back now. You you, you wow. pay it. I mean, if you don't, you know. But that's why you that's and and honestly, that's why I'm saying I I said I started off by saying find out what your budget is and then don't overdo yeah. it out the gate. You know, um, yeah. and increments of a certain amount. That increments needs to be sold based upon your own your own level of your career and where you are. You know, because I did that the first time. I think I bought like five or six hundred of them expecting all these and I didn't sell it like that out the gate and well that that's a lot of you know I spent a lot of money you know mm-hmm. expecting you know you know <laughs> 500 downloads and it didn't happen like that out the gate well you know obviously that doesn't really help if you didn't do well so yeah you just got to be mindful of it because you can get costly so yeah. quickly Wow. Ollie but I'd rather you buy who... too much than not to have enough. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Ollie wants to know who tracks it. Um, well, it, it can be tracked in the sense because what happens is when you when a sale happens <clears throat> on iTunes, Amazon, and all that, that goes in a record of, um, you know, it's just like when you get spins on the radio. That, that gets, uh, you know, covered by Nielsen. And mm-hmm. and those same things, Nielsen also tracks sales to the Billboard record uh, uh, recording, you know, and all those things. So if you if you sell it, I promise you, it, it's going to get tracked. It's it's more electronic now than it used to be. So nowadays, it's the moment I sell any, the moment you sell anything on iTunes, Amazon, Google, any of those things, it is going to be tracked into a system that goes through the sound ex- sound exchanges. One is, is a system. It's gonna and it's going to go through that just like radio spins go through sound exchange. That's how artists get paid the royalties for the amount of spins they've been getting on the radio and and whatever or Spotify and Pandora or whatever the case would be. That's how that kind of starts. So yeah. You get, wow. Get tracked. Wow. Uh, Ali says, this is so cool. I agree with you, Ali. This is so interesting. I can imagine um, you're just, you know, you are covering one or two songs, but the, uh, those artists out there that will do uh, an entire CD of just cover songs, what they are paying to do that. Yeah. Hopefully wow. they're doing it right way because they, they're spending a lot of money. 
and that's why that's why I um uh, and there's nothing against cover songs. I, I I enjoy doing some of them or remaking them into my own, but it's just something yeah. that I limit because it beca- it becomes very costly on budget, you know, to yeah. to spend money on it because you've got to keep track with it. You got to make sure that you're within the you know the legal ramifications because the legal ramifications, like I said, as I mentioned, Robin Thicke and and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. just don't want to be in that situation, you know, where you're in the courts. If you you know you become very popular in a situation, you selling these you know hundreds or thousands of records, and next thing you know you're in the courts and you're being sued because you didn't pay the proper royalties. It, it is it is nothing to play with. So you know I learned very on the business side of this is very much much more important than just putting the music out itself. Yeah, and Sound Exchange is like the IRS. They will shut you down in a minute. I mean, there have been internet radio shows that have just kind of, yeah. you know, closed their doors because they can't afford to pay that, those royalties. Right, because yeah. the, because the reality is these royalties are how we make our income outside of just putting out the album itself. You know, our that's another form of our income. You know, if you're you love what we're doing and you're a radio station, you're gonna play it. Well, I'm well. The copyright laws were made so that we get a benefit from that because you're you're gaining listeners from that. I'm also gaining popular people that fall in love with me too. But mm-hmm. there's, there's just the laws around that, and so that's why a lot of these stations they were doing certain things and they were playing. Stuff and then the, the artists are like, "Hey, I'm not getting, I'm not getting paid from this. Like, so yeah. you can't keep playing my music and I don't get paid. Something. Wow. So, wow, this is such an interesting topic. Ali <laughs> <laughs> um, has another question. He wants to know: sure. um, Does the record company help with the cost? Uh, that's if you have a record company. And yeah. or, or want a record company, you know, and that's the thing too. You know, a lot of artists now are independent; they don't require it. They're not even in a record company, but you know, it, it depends. You know, and and that's the other part of it too. That's why it's so. I'm such an, a, a proponent of doing your own music because mm-hmm. if you can't become a, you're going to spend way, way, way more money to produce a record of other people's stuff than to just go ahead and yeah. do your own stuff. Yeah. You know, it's already cost enough, uh, you know, money <laughs> to produce your own record, but to, to pay for, to, to, to pay the money it costs to do somebody else's stuff, whew, it's way more. So you might as well yeah. just, you know, get into your own music. <laughs> and I also can, can see that even if a record company does, help with the cost of that, they're going to get that money back some kind of way. Oh, yeah, they're going to pay. Oh, they're going to charge yeah. you for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. they're going to get they're that back. That. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, you know what, Isaac, thank you for schooling me and Ollie and my listeners on this topic, because this is very interesting. Hey, no I problem. did not I'm know this is what you guys went through. Wow. That's yes, it interesting. is. It is uh, it's a big deal. <laughs> I'm trying not to be in nobody's courtroom. (laughs) I heard that. I know what you mean. All right. Well, let's take a listen to the title track, Come Fly With Me. Tell me about this one. This one, um, now the title of the album and the track actually was inspired by a good friend of mine that I used to work with in the mortgage industry. And it's crazy. We did this. This was like eight plus years ago. This was, Lord Jesus. It was was a long, actually it was longer than that. 
the title itself was longer than that. And he used to, we used to joke around. He's like, man, that's Come Fly With Me. You the bird band is Come Fly With Me. He's like, man, that's a, that's a good uh, album, uh, you know, thing. And so that was, I, I, I want to say that was back in like 05, 06. This is, that's how long ago. And so I was like, man, I said, one day I'm going to use this and I'm going to give you credit for it. So my, my buddy Brian Maxwell said that some time ago. And <laughs> it's so funny that now I'm using it and, but the song is just a, it's a it's a feel good just you know come fly with me it's just where I am right now you know I'm doing some great things my life is is going in a great direction and um, it's just a that feel good it's got it's got some funk nuances but it's got that this is one of those songs you put on and you probably could mix you might miss your exit if you're on the highway listening to the song <laughs> that kind of jam so. All right, here is Come Fly With Me.
All right, there you go. That was the title track from trumpeter Isaac Bird Jr.'s upcoming release, Come Fly With Me. Look for that on July 17th. Now, Isaac, you mentioned you are a multi-instrumentalist. Are there other songs on the CD where your other instruments are shining through? Yes. Um, actually, just about every song on the CD, <laughs> my other instruments are shining through just like on this one. On that song, on the Come Fly With Me, I played every uh, part uh, except for the guitar, which was David P. Stevens, and he's probably one of the baddest guitar players on the planet, if you ask me. And so um, I had fun with him uh, him going on there. But, I'm um, there. yes, I'm playing keys. And uh, if you've seen any of my live shows in the last two years, you would know that I am a big, huge uh Roger Troutman fan, or for those that don't know who Roger Troutman is, for Roger, Roger Zap or Zap, the group, and mm-hmm. I am a TalkBox fanatic. And so if you ever go to my live show, you will see that I do TalkBox. So that is uh, something that I do and is actually um, going to be featured on the album too. Um, <clears throat> again, I play like the keys or drums and bass and things like that. Those are all instruments that I play, and they're all being placed on there or being played at some part. So, absolutely. Mm, okay. And also my now, and vocals, too. You just took my next question. On... <laughs> and there's <laughs> vocals on <laughs> That was my next question, the vocals. Are there vocals on the CD? Yes, um, they're mostly background vocals, but um, on there, there was, a, you know, with, with if you hear the hook or the chorus part, yeah, that was, that was me on vocals. Okay. Okay. Now, Mark sings as well. So, is he singing or is he just playing the saxophone? Uh, Marcus, no, he's just playing the saxophone on the uh, on the song that he's on. And okay. that song, uh, yeah, he's just playing the saxophone. But it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty funky. It's a party song. Uh, as a matter of fact, that that song is uh, "Let's Dance." That's actually the name of that song. So that's it's a pretty it's gonna be an awesome song. So I, I expect that to be played at the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> at the backyard party, huh? That's that's one of those that's it's almost a house party kind of song. It's got that kind of vibe, so Okay. Now um I wanna ask you about your inspirational videos that you post on Facebook. Um how sure. did you get started doing that and why? Um, well, Part of that, um, uh, <clears throat> twofold, uh, many people will probably, if you haven't figured it out, is I am a preacher or a pastor, and, and, and so I am a preacher, and um, actually, so the way that started is um, my late wife and I, um, in our ministry training, um, that was something that was brought up to me by what my my pastor and my leader to kind of um it was a, a really he was like you have a lot to say and a lot that you can help others with and it was a way of part of it was bridging the gap of um people not just seeing me as a musician only um at least from a local perspective being a leader here locally and um to see me pass just being a musician only and that was but it was also it was, so it's kind of like twofold it was it was for the things that I know and, and the things that I believe in, the testimonies that I have, to be able to continue to give people that information and share it with them openly, and also 
those that listen to my music too, it's 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 not just completely all, you know, from a first like church base, I guess it would say. It's really just to inspire people to to do things and you know, to to let them know that you can still do stuff or still make it or whatever the case may be because, you know, like many people have seen my life kinda publicly, you know, unfold for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. That's kinda really where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, well, they're very nice listeners. Um, if you've ever, if you've missed um, any of his inspirational videos, you can all find them on his Facebook page and um, check them out yeah. sometimes. The one, you, the one you posted today was really nice. I listened to a little bit of that while I was at work, um, so that was a nice one as well. What do we call? Um, we call it. I call it the the high note. That's what we call the those videos, and I do them on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, typically. I usually do them at 9.45 uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I typically, when I do them, unless I'm on a different coast or something like that, or unless it's for some reason I am have to do it at a different time because I have some, some type of some business-wise, usually that's typically the case, If I or if I'm on a vacation or something, I may not have it. But for the most part, I do it specifically usually 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can – all of those are in my um, videos on my page, so you can you can go in and look at any of them from the last year and a half or more um, of those anything that I've talked about. So, all right, very, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. All right, definitely check that out. It's called the High Note. So give those a listen. All right, Mr. Bird, um, where are you performing next? Uh, right now, what I have, I'm gonna, September 2nd, I'm going to be at the Foundry down in Athens, Georgia, not too far from, it's right outside of Atlanta, and I'll be at the, uh, that is the uh, Cigars uh, Jazz Affair. Um, that's going to be a fun show. That's going to be one of my um, album release concerts. Um, so we'll be doing that. Also, I will be um, in October... I will be returning back to the Jazz Legacy Foundation Gala up in uh, Hampton, Virginia. I'll be in Norfolk, Virginia this year at the new, um, at the Hilton uh, Main there. And I'll be um, on with the late night jam session with uh, our good uncle Nick Coleone and uh, who else will be there? There's another violinist. I can't think of all the names off the top of my head right now. Kind of escaped me. But and then I'll also be in the celebrity golf tournament. For those that don't know, I play golf too. <laughs> so I'm a man <laughs> and um, and okay. I'll be doing some music workshops for the kids there in, locally in town. Oh, cool, cool. All right, all right. So let everyone know where they can find you on social media. You can find me everywhere on social media. Um, I'm on. Well, I haven't. Fit, I haven't technically got on Snapchat yet. So, but that's about the only thing I'm not on. I'm on Twitter. I'm on on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can type my name in Isaac Bird Jr. And then of course, uh, you my website www.isaacbirdjrmusic.com, and that will keep you updated. You can join my mailing email list. And all that, and that'll give you uh, good information. You can buy and purchase everything on there as well. Okay. Well, Isaac, I definitely want to have you back on once the CD is um, out, so we can do a listening party um, on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because I want to hear Blair and uh, especially Blair's track and all of the others. Oh Blair, yeah, Blair's really track is, 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 is cool. 
I mean, yeah. like I said, it's 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 a lot. I got I'm, I I I tell you, it's a stellar stellar audience, uh, you know, group of guys I work with and people on this one. So I am um, happy about it. So. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. And, looking forward to that. Oh, and there's oh oh I'm sorry, I left out one person, and I apologize. I know it's kind of like, I, and I didn't. I was not thinking because I just, I was trying to lay out all the people that was all the new people. Actually, Nils is on the album too, and and Nils is on the album because what I'm doing um, in memoriam for my late wife. For many people that are listening, um, my wife passed last April, and it was a very unexpected death. But I'm re um, re putting out our um, our wedding song, which was named Meeky oh. on my last album, and and that's actually in memorial for her. I'm actually putting this on the album, and so Nils was the feature on that song, and so yes. that's actually going to be on this on this album as well. <clears throat> okay, okay, wow, that's cool, and I liked that, that song too. So I'm happy to hear that that's yeah. that song. So that's good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, as always, Isaac, I've enjoyed talking to you, and you have really, especially the topic on licensing the covers. That was so interesting. Thank you for that. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for thank that. So Holly and I have back. learned something tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, yes. Like I had a buddy, I had a buddy of mine that put up a video or one of those really fast-forwarding videos of the life of a producer. And he's in his studio and he did one of those videos to kind of, and it's like, yeah, a lot of folks don't understand how this world comes about to get a, an album to hit the stage or mm-hmm. us hitting the stage or hitting the actual you know, to the to the masses, you know, what all goes into it and, you know, doing these licensing things to do covers is a big deal. So it, it can be a a good a good deal and it can be a bad deal. I'm bad deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I really appreciate you telling us about that. Yeah. That that was such an interesting topic. Thank you so much for that. All right. So again, yeah. thank you again for coming on and thank I look for forward to having you back. back in July. So we can have a listening yeah. party um, uh, for, for the fun. new city. Come fly with me. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Well, you have a great evening, Isaac, and thank you again. You too. All righty. All right. Thank Trumpeter. you. Thanks. All right. That was Trumpeter Isaac Bird Jr. Look for his upcoming release, Come Fly With Me, July 17th, and definitely join us back then here on the show for a listening party uh, so you can hear the rest of the music on that all right thank you to ollie for hanging out in the chat room um you know ollie i like the weeknight shows as as well kind of frees up my weekend a little bit so i'm enjoying these weeknight shows as well thank you again ollie for hanging out in the chat room always like to see you here my name is terry aka the jazz queen you've been listening to talking smooth jazz and i look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time until then keep it smooth thank you for listening to talking smooth jazz follow the jazz queen on twitter at jazz underscore queen on facebook and instagram at talking smooth jazz and visit the website talkingsmoothjazz.com.